If you are looking to unlock the secrets of successful selling and sharpen your sales skills, this episode is a must-listen. Join us as we delve into the world of sales with Andrew Ellers from Power Sales University and learn how to close deals like a pro. A trained salesperson or sales team is of paramount importance to any business. Regardless of its size or industry, a trained versus non-trained salesperson can have a profound impact on a company's success and bottom line. In this episode of Latino Business Report, we talk to professional salesperson and trainer Andrew Ellers about the importance of how a trained sales team is a critical asset to any business looking to grow and thrive. No matter what you or your organization sells or how you sell it, proper sales training will increase your gross sales. Our Sales University can teach you the fundamentals, the nuts and the bolts, and how to close a deal from A to Z. Listen to learn about the science of sales and learn a few tips on how to close a deal. Welcome to the Latino Business Report. This podcast covers business, people, and issues of the day from a Latino perspective. The Latino Business Report is brought to you by TAMAC, the Texas Association of Mexican-American Chambers of Commerce. TAMAC is the leading Hispanic business organization in Texas since 1975. Now for your host, J.R. Gonzalez. Hello, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Latino Business Report. In today's episode, we're going to talk about sales. We're going to talk about sales. We're going to learn about sales. And more importantly, we're going to teach you about sales. You're going, JR, why do I need to know about sales? All I want to do is go buy stuff. Well, you know, you sell every day. You're selling ideas to your kids, your, your spouse. You're selling ideas at work. And if you're in business and you actually sell a product, this episode is going to be very, very helpful to you. And with us today, we have Andrew Ellers. Andrew is with Power Sales University. I've had an opportunity to really delve into this university and look in through its different layers and what it offers, and that's why I have them on the show, and that's why Power Sales University is now developing a new partnership with TAMAC, the Texas Association of Mexican-American Chambers of Commerce, who provides this show to you. And with that, we just see the importance not only for our members and our member chambers to better prepare themselves and to get their team better understanding the concepts and the ideas of how to sell, because guys... Without sales, the cash register doesn't ring, and your business is not going to be successful. So with that, let's get into it. Roll up our sleeves. Andy, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. Andy, thank you for taking the time and joining us. Power Sales University. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how that whole concept got started? Absolutely. So Jason Evans, one of the premier sales trainers in the country, and I got together about five years ago. He had started the company about 15 years ago or so. Uh, and the concept is having a sales university, which is not available if you want to learn how to sell in any of the major universities around the country or around the world. So if in order to become a professional salesperson, you either have to do it on your own, which is very difficult because it's very hard to maneuver your way through the correct material and how to use it and then how to create the best sales process versus somebody that's already gone through that. So Jason's been studying sales over 30 years me as well. And both of us together uh, with a combined 60 plus years of professional sales training and actually teaching it now are able to bring that to the masses, so to speak. And we're excited about the relationship with Tamak. Outstanding. And I think one it's important to note that a lot of people may not realize that if you are a salesperson, I mean, you can 
pretty much write your own ticket anywhere. I mean, there's always people looking for good sales folks. But also, isn't it true, or correct me if I'm wrong, the top 1% of income earners in this country are salespeople? Absolutely. And if you think about it, you know, there's a great saying that nothing happens in business until a, sales take, a sale takes place. So if you think about that in your own business, no matter what it is, what is it that you're actually doing? You're either, uh, like you said earlier, you're either talking to your kids, you're trying to sell them on a concept or an idea of being better, maybe, or being their best selves. You're trying to do that with yourself every day. So really, everything is about selling yourself mentally, uh, physically, emotionally, and putting yourself in the best position, no matter what your career. But the people that are at the top level of sales write their own paycheck, and it's uncapped because they're able to get more relationships developed and built. They're able to get more products and services moved than anybody else in the country. And then they become companies. So if you look at Jeff Bezos, for example, and a small little company now that's called Amazon, you might have heard of, uh, his whole plan initially was to make sure that the customer was taken care of. Well, if you think about it, there's not really much of a sales process there, but there's a sales mindset that we're going to get somebody onto our platform. They're going to buy and sell buy products they might sell because they're using that platform uh, as a seller. But the most important thing is that they have an understanding of how to take care of the customer. And in professional sales, that is the number one thing to figure out is how am I going to move this person from what we call a suspect, which we'll talk more about, to a prospect, to an actual client or owner of my product. Now, Power Sales University, up until recently, I hadn't heard of you. So are you guys have a physical campus someplace? Do you have a football team, a mascot? I mean, where, where are you guys located? It's a great question. So this is actually an online university. And as you see, major universities are following this sort of idea. In fact, when I did my master's degree, the majority of it was done online through a school that's now affiliated with the University of Arizona. But at the time... Again, this was new to me, being able to complete an entire master's degree online on my own schedule. So the idea behind Power Sales University was not to have a physical campus that you had to be in every day, not to have to sit in a classroom maybe that was outside of your schedule, but to be able to have access to a training flat, uh, platform 24-7 where you could get on at any time of the day. You could be able to go through the material, be tested, retested, and make sure that you were going to be ready the next day to go into battle, if it might be, or maybe it was going to be slightly easier than that in the sales process, knowing that you had the tools to be able to be successful. And if, somebody, if somebody's going through the, the, the training, going through Power Sales University training, can they learn from the first or second training they go through or video they watch, or does it really start reaping benefits towards the end once they complete the whole program? When can they start actually benefiting? That's a great question. You're going to start benefiting day one because these are building block sales uh, platform modules. So you're going to be going through modules each day. You're going to go through the modules multiple times in a month. So that way you know for sure that you've mastered the material. And again, the testing is there so that not only the owner can be aware of what's happening with his or her salespeople, but the salespeople can be aware that they are moving forward with their ability to master that process. And then every month they're going to have a new module that's going to open up with new modules uh, individually. So a new, uh, a new lesson plan, we'll call it. So unlike 
you know, where you might go to a university and take one class and then take another class that really have nothing to do with each other because you have to take all of these different courses in order to graduate. What we've done is set it up and Jason specifically has set it up. It is very, very high end tier one learning platform. Uh, most of this was recorded in Burbank, California, as you're going to see, it's very, very high level and millions and millions of dollars have been spent on this platform to make sure that every person that goes through this experience gets the best sales learning experience that's available. Absolutely. I, and I've seen some of these training uh, videos. Excellent. Excellent. You can tell that you spare no expense in doing a very professional job and very knowledgeable people talking. And yes, even I, an old war horse like me, has learned quite a few things as I've watched some of the videos. Now, Andy, what does it take to complete the course? And upon completion, would that be the equivalent to like a undergraduate or a, a master's course? Or I'm just trying to say you're not, a, you're not necessarily an accredited university, but what people can learn from powerhouse, from power sales university is just phenomenal. I mean, it can change your lives. There's no doubt. And what's interesting about what you just said is just because you get a degree, as you and I both know, doesn't mean that you're ever going to use that and have any financial means as a result. In fact, you're, most people are left in uh, a heap of debt for many, many years, sometimes decades uh, before they're even able to get back to zero, if, if you think of it that way. So at the end of the day, what we've done is make this very affordable for people, no matter what size business you have based on the number of people that you have the number of people that are going to be learning. And as they go through the course, it could be 12 months, could be 24 months that they're going to be learning. It just depends on what their needs are. So if you've never sold a single thing in your life, as far as products or services go, or if you've been selling for decades or anywhere in between, we're going to make sure that this platform brings to you what you need in order to improve your sales process, to put yourself in a better situation, to increase income, to increase revenue for your company, and all of those things are good for everybody. Okay. Sounds good. Give us an idea, Andy, of what are some of the biggest challenges companies face today with their sales team? Well, there's a thing that we call trained versus untrained, a concept. And if you think about it this way, if you went into a restaurant and you had a chef in the back in the kitchen area that was trained, professionally, meaning that they had gone to some sort of a university to learn how to be a chef versus somebody that learned in their own kitchen, maybe threw some recipes together here and there, but was really not professionally trained. And you were going to be spending top dollar with that individual restaurant for the food. Which one would you probably choose? You'd probably choose the one that has the training that you know is proven training somewhere from a university that you could look up online and find out about and would be able to actually deliver the meal that you were expecting. Well, it's the same thing with salespeople. When they start with a company, they may get a little bit of product training, for example, in a retail store or a restaurant on how to, you know, how to wait tables or how to sell a, a jacket to somebody at a, a men's clothing store or how to sell shoes at a shoe store. But really, it's more clerking than it is selling, if you think about it. So when you want to be a professional salesperson, and you're untrained, you have to go to some place like Power Sales University that can actually bring that professional training to you in a manner that you can learn it quickly and easily. And then in perfecting your own sales process, that allows you to be a trained person. So a company today that doesn't have those things and is simply doing some product training and throwing these people out to the wolves, so to speak, 
is putting themselves as a company and the individuals in a very precarious position. And I'm sure you'd agree with that, right? Yes, I would. Now, you do training um, video, virtual training, and you, you use the example of a chef, a professionally trained chef in a school of who knows where uh, compared to somebody who's self-trained. Now, I don't think that watching every episode of Gordon Ramsay's Hell's Kitchen would actually train somebody to be a professional chef. But yet, I mean, it is a video platform, and that's what you guys are doing. So is it just watching videos, or how can you make sure that the person watching this, these training videos are actually learning or retaining the information? That's a great question. So if you were just watching uh, us selling, then you probably wouldn't learn much. But what we're actually doing is introducing the concept of each uh, module along the way, showing you then how to do it, having you pause the video with your sales team if you're all together or if you're working with somebody one-on-one, -on -one, having them be able to go back and repeat what we just did and then you move on to the next module. So until they can actually repeat the concepts that we taught them in the training, you're not going to have them moving on to the next step. So imagine if you could do that in a cooking environment where you could say, okay, we're going to bake a cake and they could go through each of the steps. And at the same time that you're watching the video, you're in a kitchen and you're baking a cake. And then at the end, you get the same result they do. That's how you would know it was actually working. That's what we do in our platform. Andy, I know there's a lot of interest in sales training and definitely your, your PowerSales University, you have some pretty significant companies reaching out to you guys right now to train their people, correct? I mean, can I hope it's not disclosing anything, or anything, but can you share some of those company names with us? Absolutely. So we have a very large insurance wholesaler uh, that has 29,000 insurance agents and agencies around the country uh, named BTIS that I've been working with off and on now for close to 20 years in many different capacities. Uh, but I use the training modules with their folks all the time. I also work with uh, one of the franchise owners at Fiesta Insurance, which is primarily a Spanish-speaking market insurance uh, agency, retailer, and franchisee. Uh, so he markets specifically to the Spanish community around, in his case, uh, sort of the Northern California area, Salinas, uh, Watsonville and the surrounding areas there near Monterey. Uh, we also work with uh, large uh, corporate companies, you know, companies out there like the Disneylands of the world and other companies that are looking for help are looking for something that they can also put in their own branding, which we're able to do as well. So if you wanted it to say your company's name on our training platform, there is a way to do that. And again, depending on the size of your company, that may or may not make sense to do. But when you look at these different organizations, and of course, we've got thousands and thousands, if not tens of thousands of individuals and companies around the country that have been working with us now for the past 15 years. Well, I tell you what, you had me when you said Disney. I mean, I believe, you know, every person's favorite place on earth, you know, Disney. But what I like about Disney is they do a great job in customer service. I mean, do you do, you do any customer service training uh, in your training in your training modules? Well, here, let's put it this way. When you're doing the correct sales process, that is customer service because you're actually setting them up properly so that you're not going to have to undo something later that was said during the sales process in order to make a sale. So, for example, if you think about a restaurant and they oversell a, a particular dish and you get it and you don't like it because the person tried to say what you said you would like would be the same as this dish. And this is just a very simple example. 
then you get it and you don't like it. What are you going to do? You're going to complain right away. If you're talking about a much larger and high end product like a home or a vehicle or maybe even a plane or something of that nature where you're selling high ticket uh, products and services, this is something where you're going to have a major challenge if you've gone ahead and sold it incorrectly. And now it's going to lead to a customer service nightmare on the back end. Okay. Makes sense. Now, call it my age or call it generational or call it whatever you want to call it. But I don't know about you, Andy, but I get very frustrated. I'll go into a restaurant. I'll go someplace. I expect good customer service. Sometimes you get it. Sometimes you don't. But what just really gets me is, especially at restaurants, it seems like the wait person is just, I mean, they're just order takers. I know working my way through school, I used to wait tables and I was always upselling because I figured if I upselled, you know, and those ticket items were higher, my tip was going to get be better. The boss was going to be happy. I'd be working more shifts. Is it my imagination or do people just not know how to upsell anymore? Well, and again, what was the reasoning that you just mentioned that you learned it because there was upside for you? And we talked about this earlier, an uncapped paycheck is upside for most people. But when you're untrained, you're going to have a capped paycheck. When you're trained, you're going to have an uncapped paycheck. And there's a very, very distinct difference between the two in both cases. And you can imagine, even thinking back to your restaurant days, I'll never forget being the first waiter in a restaurant chain that they had ever had because they had always had waitresses and busboys. Because they always mm. felt like the women were going to be better at being able to get people to say yes about buying more drinks or buying higher ticket food or whatever it might be. So my goal, and this was when I was 20 years old, 21 years old, was to get in there and show that owner, hey, I can outsell anybody in this place. And I'll tell you why. My enthusiasm and my ability to keep the person engaged. This is the difference between being a professional salesperson and a clerk. A clerk does not engage the individual like you're talking about. You engaged them. You showed them what the options were. You made sure they knew what drink specials were going on. You made sure they knew what desserts were available at the end of the night and what drink might go well with it. All of those things as a waiter are critical in order to get that bill, as you put it, up a little bit, which means more shifts for you, more tip income, and obviously a better experience for the client in this case. So when it comes to professional sales, what I said to him was I challenged him. I said, you listen, I will know this menu better than anybody in the restaurant. I will memorize it. I will know how to treat your customer better than anybody that's ever been here. And I will do that for you and let you test me. And if you don't see that, then do not let me be a waiter here. And within two weeks, I was the first waiter they ever had. And since then, of course, they've had a bunch of other waiters. So the need, the bottom line is how committed are you when it comes down to being trained versus untrained. If you want to continue to be untrained and that's okay with your company and it's okay with you and it's okay with your paycheck and anybody at home that you're bringing that to, then you should continue to do what you're doing. If you want to be trained and get that uncapped paycheck working and moving in that direction, no matter what you're selling. So the bottom line, this is all about showing you how to take whatever product or service you're currently selling, maybe selling in the future and showing how you can go from untrained with a capped paycheck or a capped revenue stream as a company to trained and an uncapped paycheck and an uncapped revenue stream as an individual or a company. Show me the money. Yes, sir. Show me the money. I tell you what, everybody listens to the same radio station. That's uh, WIFM, What's In It For Me. That's and right. folks, What's In It is a bigger paycheck, a bigger paycheck so you can do more things for you, your family, and make a difference. Uh, Andy, let's kind of go, get into it a little bit. Let's talk, let's kind of share with the audience some of these 
uh, techniques. And folks, if you want to find out more about PowerSales University and Tamak and the special deal we have uh, to offer through the university, you can go to our website, latinobusinessreport.com. There in the comments section, shoot me an email. be more than happy to answer it. Uh, get back with you or hook you up with Andy or some of the other stuff to see how we can get you better trained if this is something that interests you. And if it doesn't interest you, pay attention to the next part, and I bet you at the end it will. All right, Andy, let's go. Let's 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 teach teach me something here. Got it. You got it. You got it. Okay, so I'm going to let you be the potential client, and I'm okay. going to use what's called a tie-down or a few tie-downs on you, and we're going to see what the results of those tie-downs are. So we're going to say that I'm a hard, I'm going to hard, I'm a hard sell as it is. I mean, that's okay. We're going to say that I've talked to you about this particular product and it's a car that you really love, but you're still on the fence about things. And so now I'm going to use a few tie downs to do what we're calling test closing or trial closing to make sure that you're ready to make the final step. So here we go. So JR, let me ask you a question. You can see based on what I've shown you so far about the car, that this really is the vehicle you've been looking for. Can't you? Mm, yeah. I mean, it is the car that I've been searching for. Fair enough. And obviously the financing and everything that we've shown you makes sense for you, doesn't it? Eh, a little steeper than I would like, but um, I mean, from your end, it makes sense, you know, but from my end, I don't, I need to make more dollars to make sense for me. Fair enough. And we can address that part in a minute, but I do want to make sure that if this was the car that you really wanted, that we could get this for you and that you'd be excited about that, right? Absolutely. Okay. So let's stop right there. What did I do in three cases right there? I used words at the end of the sentence, right, doesn't it, and wouldn't it. Those are called tie downs. And they're used specifically to lead you to say yes. So there's an old saying in sales, and we talk about this in training, is that if you can get somebody to say yes six times, they will say yes a seventh time. So our goal is to get those small little yeses, those little minor agreements that, yes, it would make sense. Yes, it is the right car for you. Yes, the financing is good, even though it's not perfect. And we're going to talk about another one now. So that those are called tie downs. So what we're doing is we're using words like wouldn't it, shouldn't it, couldn't it, right. You can see how that makes sense, doesn't it? Okay, so these are all tie downs at the end of the sentence. Now let's invert that. So for an inverted tie down, you would use those at the beginning. So you would say it this way. Wouldn't it make sense, JR, if you're looking for a vehicle like this to get it from a dealership that you know specializes in this type of car and will make sure that you're serviced all the way through your account? Um, yeah. Okay. If I want to spend if I'm going to spend that kind of money, I definitely want it taken care of. And couldn't it be the perfect time for you if we can get the financing right along with the amount that you're bringing in to start the transaction, in other words, your down payment, to actually get started today and get this vehicle and drive it out of here? You know, Andy, it's not the perfect time for me right now, but definitely interested in the car. Fair enough. And certainly if you could have the car and it was the right time, you'd want to go ahead and move forward today, wouldn't you? Well, it was the right time, of course. Okay. So what I did there is I switched from an inverted tie down back to a tie down at the end. Wouldn't you? And you said, well, yeah, if it was the right thing. So now let's talk about the one that you've brought up a couple of times, either that the timing wasn't perfect or the money wasn't perfect. So now we're going to do something a little bit different. So this is a closing technique when somebody says, and and you can use these words, either it's too expensive or it costs too much. You can choose. 
So let me ask you a question, JR, based on what you've seen so far, is there anything that's holding you back from moving forward with this vehicle today? Yeah, money. It's too expensive, Andy. Fair enough. I, 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 I Honestly, I mean, I want this car, but I cannot afford it right now. Okay, fair enough. So let me ask you a question. When you say that it's too expensive, do you mind telling me how much too much you feel it is? Well, let me rephrase that. It's too expensive for me. Okay. I just I just do not have the money available to meet those type of, of monthly notes. Okay. Now maybe maybe uh, you know, fourth quarter is my busy season. Fourth quarter is when I make uh, you know I do better. So maybe first quarter, okay. uh, maybe they've been in next year. But right now I cannot afford this car. Fair enough. As much well, as I love it. Fair enough. So there's, you're saying that there's no way, regardless of the situation that this car makes sense for you financially. There's no way you can come up with the money for the down and to make those monthly installments. Is that correct? Well, in no way is such a strong absolute. I mean, I may have a rich relative that passes away and leaves me money, but then I don't <laughs> have any rich relatives so that we're getting that one out of the factory. Sure. Yeah, I, I just don't see it. I, I don't see it happening. Okay. So currently what you're saying is you're not in the position financially to take on this initial amount and the monthly amounts in order to have this vehicle. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. So now what we just did, and this is something that all salespeople that are trained would know, is that we uncovered a condition. So unless this person is lying to us, which there's no way that we can look into your account and tell what you really have. But if the reality is you do not have the money to cover the initial amount, what we call it as opposed to a down payment, which is a nasty word. People don't like down payments, but they're okay right. with initial amounts. People don't like monthly payments, but they're okay with monthly amounts. So what we're looking for is how much are they actually short here? So if he says there's just no way I could do it. So how far apart are we would be my next question. Can you give me an answer to that one based on our scenario? Oh, how far apart are we? I would say um, in the range to about uh, seven to 8,000. Okay. So let me ask you this then, based on that seven to 8,000, realistically, what's the soonest that you would be able to have that money in your hands if you wanted to move forward? My level of comfort in purchasing would be first quarter. Okay. So you're saying it would be several months. Be several months from now. Yes. Okay. So now we're going to stop. So this is a condition. So there are three conditions that we can't do anything about. No money, no credit, and poor health. Say, for example, we're putting this person into a product where they're going to be needing to be around for a while, okay, in order to be able to use it. To pay it off. Or pay it <laughs> off, whatever it is. Right. That's a poor health certainly would be an issue. If they're trying to buy an insurance policy, whether it be life insurance, health insurance, whatever type of insurance that they're going to have to qualify for, and they have poor health, they don't qualify. And if they have no credit, they're not going to be able to purchase a large uh, ticket item, for example, a home, a vehicle, unless they have cash, which again goes to the no money. So the no money, no credit, poor health are three conditions. Those are not objections. So an objection would be something like, ah, okay. okay? So the, again, the difference between being trained and untrained, you'd be able to uncover that. But an objection would be it's too expensive. And the way we would find out what the too expensive means is how far apart are we would be one question we could ask. How much too much is it? So you could say, well, it's a thousand in your case, seven to eight thousand. Now we can do one of two things. If you say, well, I could come up with it, but I'd have to do it in increments or in chunks. So now what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to figure out, number one, do we have a creative financing plan that we can spread that over a period of time? That would be one option. 
or we would do a reduce to the ridiculous where we're having them put it on credit that's available and then they're spreading it out over a period of time based on smaller increments that they're going to be paying to that other creditor. For example, maybe it's a credit card, maybe it's a line of credit, maybe it's a homeowner equity line of credit, whatever it might be. So now we're reducing it to a much lower amount per day, per week, per month than what they were thinking it really is to own that vehicle or to own that house or to own that whatever it is. Okay. So these are all techniques that you're going to be learning. But do you see how they just come straight out of me? Like I'm breathing, sleeping, eating. These are the ways that what we call unconscious competent salespeople are able to provide these techniques. And again, I'm not doing anything to hurt you. I'm simply asking you questions. I'm not going to harm you or your family or anybody in the future. I'm simply asking you the right questions to figure out, are you a qualified prospect Or are you an unqualified suspect? Now, I should have had a better handle on the financial uh, means earlier in the conversation if we were really doing this as a real sales call. I would know these things because I would have asked those questions at the beginning. Things like, what is your budget for a product like this? What did you have in mind to spend on a car? What are you used to paying every month? How much would be comfortable for you to come up with up front? Or would you be trading in a vehicle that might have equity? All these types of questions, if we're talking about a car, and that's something everybody's pretty familiar because most people, you know, probably by age 21, will say, have purchased a vehicle along the way. So they understand Mm -hmm. these are the types of questions that people might be asking if they went to a car dealership. But the real trained professionals are the ones that can distinguish between somebody that has no credit, no money or poor health and shouldn't be buying the vehicle to begin with. They're not qualified and getting those people to either move on to some other idea or maybe a lesser car like you suggested. You love the car, but it's too expensive for you. Well, that's another option. We could be looking at a lower level vehicle, which you don't want to do. So now what I'm going to try and do is figure out for you, if we had the lower level vehicle, are you going to be happy? having something today, but not what you really want? Or can we figure out a way to do what we call expand the budget, which is another closing technique? Well, what if there were a way that we could expand your budget a little bit, JR, and put you in the vehicle that you really want? Is that something you'd be willing to take a look at? So what am I trying to do? I'm trying to open up the possibilities for you, knowing that it may not work, but at at the end of the day, I have given you every opportunity to get what you really wanted and what you came in for versus something that you're settling for. Make sense? Makes sense. So in the, in overcoming those objections, if you will, giving away two or three kids to the state is probably not an option when it comes to saving money or <laughs> fi- the finding the extra revenue. Depends on the state. We never know what those kids are worth, do we? But no, I'm teasing, of course. The bottom line is these are all ideas that when you get right down to it, the training is going to be so specific for the individual situations that these people are running into at Tamak and all of their businesses and all of their salespeople that we will be able to help them figure out no matter what the product or service, as you can see from what we've done today, we're going to be able to help them figure out how to become trained and uncap that income and that revenue versus untrained and cap the income and the revenue. So that little sales voodoo thing you did on me, this is what, of course, this is what you learn. That's correct. And, this is, and plus much, much more. I mean, you got what, a 24-month course filled with little golden nuggets. Filled with nuggets of, of knowledge and information that can make you um, a very wealthy person. I mean, if, no if that's the course you chose to do. Okay. There's no doubt. And no matter what, again, the product or service, this is a lifetime course. It's taught over 24 months. 
But the reality is it will give you in your mind a master's degree, as you suggested earlier, in sales. And you will never have to take another course as long as you use these techniques on a daily basis. You perfect the use of these and you make sure that every single person you're talked to is being served as if it was your own family member. Got it. Well, Andy, thank you so very much. Uh, I know we could go on and on and talk about this, but we are limited with time. Do you have anything you'd like to leave, uh, leave with us before we go? Absolutely. So, you know, when I started initially in my career, it was in the insurance arena and it was under commercial insurance, specifically working with businesses every day. And I had to get into my car and I had to drive around sometimes two to three hours between appointments because of the area that I was in in Northern California. If anybody's familiar with Na or not Napa, sorry, Sonoma and Mendocino counties, Mendocino County was the one that was so spread out. That's the one where you literally have the most beautiful drives in the world, in my opinion, or some of them anyway, but there's nobody around. <laughs> so during all of that time, I was turning my car into a classroom, meaning that I was listening to tapes, CDs, whatever I could listen to that would teach me how to be a better salesperson. And this was 35 years ago that I started that journey. So here we are today, fast forward. Jason was the same. When he started out in gym membership sales, and then got into mortgage sales, all these different things. He was a failure at gym membership sales initially, uh, or excuse me, car sales, because he didn't have any training. He got into gym membership sales, became excellent at it, and then got into mortgage sales and became excellent at that, and then figured out, hey, if I could teach other people how to do this, they would be happy for the rest of their lives. And I took that same path and have written several books on the subject of sales and have worked with several of the top people in the world in sales including some of the names we talked about already. But the most important thing that I would leave with Tamak and all of the listeners to your uh, podcast right now is that being trained is the best feeling and being unconscious competent allows you to uncap your paycheck for the rest of your life. Got it. As I tell people, I'm not here to sell you something. I'm here to give you a solution. There you go. So the solution for a more prosperous life as far as uh, revenue generation, for those who, I mean, we have a lot of listeners who are probably in sales already. This is a great way to improve your sales. And if you may be looking at a career change or even in the same career, sales is sales. You can sell, we're talking about with these techniques, you can sell anything from an actual tangible product to a concept Absolutely. Or, or run for president of the United States. Who knows? Absolutely. Uh, with that. Uh, Andy, thank you once again for, for being with us. Uh, my name is J.R. Gonzalez. I'm your host. You've been listening to the Latino Business Report. If you'd like to find out more about Power Sales University, please go to our website, latinobusinessreport.com. And if you go to the uh, podcast notes under this episode, we'll have a link to their website and some other information of how you can find out more about Power Sales University. And more importantly, how you can team up with Tamak to get some of this training at a very, very, well, we have some great opportunities for you. Look us up. We always like to hear from you. And uh, to my folks out in um, the Atlanta, Georgia area, thank you very much. I know I'm going to be making a trip out there at the end of the month. I hope to see some of you, uh, some of you soon. And yes, I will bring bling. And uh, Andy, I have a question for you. Yes. Uh, you used to listen to sales tapes uh, on long drives, and so what do you listen to now when you have long drives? Well, a lot, of, a lot of times now what I'll listen to is motivation material and I'll okay. always con I continue in, even in my own journey to look at power sales material all the time 
because I want to continue to stay sharp. One of my favorite books, if you remember, was The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. And one of those is sharpen the saw. So if you think about keeping your saw sharp when you're in sales for the rest of your career, you're always going to be studying. You're always going to be learning. And this is what we teach in our program. Never stop learning. Never stop learning. I think it's great advice. And Andy, I hope that you take your own advice because to learn even more, especially about the Latino community on those drives, you should listen to the entire library of the Latino Business Report. And you can it. find you can find it at the latinobusinessreport.com. And for those of you who prefer YouTube, we have the audio version, our complete library on YouTube as well. Once again, latinobusinessreport.com. We have Hispanic Heritage Month coming up. And during the month of September and through part of October, we're going to start giving away some actual bling and product from some of our sponsors. Guys, have a great day. Remember, we all listen to the same radio station, WIFM, What's In It For Me. And you deserve the best in life. And to get the best in life, unfortunately, sometimes you need a little bit of cash to help you along. So let's make sure that... Look at this course, look at it, improve your position, learn from it, and let's see if we just can't be a much wealthier nation. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, guys. Have a great day.